to Unbroken Podcast. I'm Alexandra Amor, author, coach, and a lifelong explorer of what it means to be human. This is the podcast where my guests and I explore the inside-out nature of life and the psychological paradigm called the Three Principles. We explore the positive effect this can have on every aspect of our lives, including resolving things like unwanted habits, anxiety, trauma, depression, and more. You'll find episode show notes, transcriptions, your complimentary Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit, and lots more at unbrokenpodcast.com. And now, here's the show. Nikon Gormley, welcome to Unbroken. Thank you for having me, Alexandra. It's a pleasure to be here. It's so nice to have you here. So let's begin. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and how you discovered the three principles? Sure. So my background, where do we start? So I'm, I know where to start. Okay, I got it. <laughs> my background started as a Taekwondo athlete, as a, as a young boy, as a martial art. Taekwondo is a Korean martial art and being a, being a, because the athlete side of it, right? There's a martial arts side of it, then there's an athlete side of it because it's an Olympic sport in Thailand. It's, it's very popular. We have it in our national Olympics or we can get university scholarships for it. So I started when I was 12 and I played for about 20 years and being in a sport, you know, you like, you develop this thing where you just want to be better. You get obsessed with yourself not being good enough and you get obsessed with wanting to be better. And apart from doing everything I physically could to be better in training, I, I knew I had to work on my mind. Like I wanted to be calm during competitions. And so it's a combat sport. So it's really, there's a lot going on. You know, there's people yelling at you. There's someone trying to kick you and you got to kick them. I have a good story about that after. So, <laughs> and then, so I really did, like I really went around all the houses. I studied everything I could from like like law of attraction or or affirmations or like NLP, like anything in hopes that would make me a better athlete. And nothing really worked, you know. And I always thought it was my fault. Like maybe I didn't visualize the right details, or maybe I didn't say the right affirmations in the right order the way so and so did it. You know, maybe I didn't write script it good enough. You know, and then. I kind of got fed up and then, you know, it was okay, but it wasn't great. And then finally, I think I read um, the inside out revolution by Michael Neal. And I don't, I didn't understand it, but, but something clicked. Like there was something inside of me, like this makes sense, but it like a couple, not just to make sense, but I was like, Oh my God, finally, finally. And then something funny happened. I was competing at the Thai national Olympics. I was competing for a province who had, who had hired me to compete for them at the games. And I didn't care anymore. I didn't, I, I stopped caring about what was on my mind. I stopped caring about not being confident. And I just wanted to enjoy the games. It was probably one of my last Thai national Olympics. And I was like, I'm just going to go enjoy myself. And sure enough, you know, like everything just like it was flowed. I, I had the best time ever. I got to compete against the number one seed whom I lost to, but I really enjoyed that match with him so much so that 
after I lost to him, I was like, Hey, that was a great match. Thank you so much for your time and energy. And how'd you do this? How'd you do that? And I'm watching myself like this guy just kicked your ass. Why are we so friendly to him? Because it, it didn't make sense not to be. And then from there, that was like, okay, I need to know everything I need to know everything I can about this. And similar to you, I read all the books, talked to all the people. I hunted down all the teachers that I could find and just sit with them and talk with them and learn from them. And since then, my life has really, I would say, bloomed in incredible ways. Like in our conversation, we talk about the magic carpet ride, right? Dr. Joe Bailey talks about that, where you get on the magic carpet ride and it just takes you to places. From there, I don't know how to describe it. It's just been an incredible journey where, where things more, I noticed more of the time myself finding myself in the right place at the right time and, and being more noticeable when I was off track. And that's a big thing being more noticeable. Like this doesn't feel right. I'm off track or, or my mind, my mind is out to lunch. I'm insecure about this. I'm that, And it just kept getting better and better and better. And what, to me, it's like a, it's like an evergreen renewable energy source where I just keep seeing more. Mm-hmm. And I was t- talking to a mentor last night in a group and saying like, oh, like, I think I see about this much, but that much is enough to have a beautiful life. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's such a good way to put it. Yes. I love yeah, that. See, this okay. much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It comes from a joke. You want to hear it? Okay. Sure. So the joke is, um, Adam Sandler was receiving his Mark Twain prize and he had all his comedian friends come and share stories and send up bits for Adam. And David Spade got up and he said, Adam Sandler, $8 billion in movies, this much talent. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're listening, this much is like, like not a lot, you know, and I thought about it like, yeah, it's kind of like us. Like we see this much, but that's enough to have a beautiful life. Yes. That's so well said. I love that. And now we're here, you know, I have a, yeah. 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 So carry on. Tell us about what you, what you do now. So so some of the things as a result was like, okay, well, what happened? How did your life bloom into a thing? Well, I got to work with all my favorite teachers. Um, I got to build a beautiful Taekwondo business. We have 10, 12 branches around Thailand. We have, we teach like 400 kids a week. We have 15 staff. We recently hit like our new um, revenue highs, but the best part is we didn't really feel like we were working that hard. We just enjoy doing what we're doing. Um, I have a coaching business that I love. I get to work with corporates and people around the world and it doesn't feel like work at all. And I'm like, I have a national radio show under the Ministry of Education by Thailand. And I'm sitting here going, I don't know how all this happened. I just kept showing up. <laughs> And whereas before this conversation, it would have been, oh, yeah, I hustled my butt. You know, I, I like grinded my way to this, but it doesn't feel like that anymore. And that's how we're here. Oh, great. And do you uh, fold any of the ideas from the principles into when you're teaching kids about Taekwondo? Sure. That, that's a good question. And I would say the thing that, that, teach, that folds into that is, is sheer presence. Mm. of of just showing up and really being with the kids I'll, I'll tell you our secret sauce for anybody listening for wondering how super seven taekwondo does what we do we only have one strategy with the kids and our one strategy is to simply be really happy to see them be wow. really really glad to see the kids that's all we do 
anybody yeah. can teach Taekwondo. But having the presence to really be with kids and be like genuinely happy to see these little human beings. Mm. That's all we do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so great. That makes me emotional. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a beautiful approach. And I think the other part of it, the more technical, not technical, is is how we build business in the Taekwondo business. Because it remember it grew from like one branch to like from 10 kids to 400 over 10 years that was very much the principles because for the longest time it was hovering around five then once they got into the principles it like it like six seven eight nine ten like really fast and so i was wondering about it and i realized the the way myself and my team approached the business changed we stopped mm-hmm. worrying about it so much we held it lightly and we we slowed down a lot and we let we we let it we let the business grow at a pace that the business wanted to grow, not when our insecurities wanted it to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we are. Wow, that's amazing. And one of the things that I read on your website was that you were an overachiever in the past. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, can you talk about that a little bit? And how, you mentioned on your website that you were probably overachieving to escape how you were feeling. Oh yeah, absolutely. I so anybody else who has ever felt not good enough, right? Mm. So interestingly, so a lot of people feel that my reaction to that thought was if I could just achieve enough, I could feel good about myself. If I could just achieve enough, people would give me the time and attention that I wanted. And and that was my response for most of my life. I just kept like it would nothing was and an interesting happens an interesting thing happens when you have that reaction to that thought is nothing is ever good enough either and it's almost like um i don't know what the cartoon is but something who like there's probably a word for it like when you when you um keep keep trying to feed yourself things you don't really need so it's never enough oh yeah the Dr. Gabor Mate talks about the realm of hungry ghosts. They have big bellies yeah. and tiny yeah. mouths. Yeah, that yeah. one, that one, that yeah. one. Yep. Where no matter how much success or money or, or accolades, it it just didn't do it. Like I remember winning gold medals in Taekwondo and looking at it and then being happy for like a day and then okay, I guess I need I need to get some more, you know. <laughs> and it's just never enough. It's never, it was never enough. And of course you feel really bad about yourself because you're trying to, you're trying to feed this ghost that never, never stops. And yeah, that, that would happen most of life. And it's, and it really, I wouldn't, yeah, it really stopped once I got into the principles and I saw it, once I saw it, I was like, well, that's, that's weird. Why would, why would I need to achieve these things to feel good about myself? Like I'm okay. Mm. In in Mavis Karn's beautiful book, it's that simple. She, she talks about, you're, you're okay. I think if for me, it was Michael, Neil, Mavis Karn, Dr. Bill Pettit, who really drove that, that noticing home until I saw it in myself, like, oh yeah, I'm actually okay. Mm. And I think that's the beautiful thing about this conversation, Alexandra, is that we don't see how much of our life we're operating from these reactions to our thinking, to our thoughts. Like, given that I'm not good enough, I'm going to overwork myself. I'm going to pedal to the metal to try and achieve things. And, and, you know, I'm grateful for it because in a very roundabout way, now that I'm working with corporates and and the teams are young, they're like 23, 25, and they're fresh out of college. I see it in them. 
I had a beautiful conversation with a young, young um, AI engineer. Isn't that a weird thing to say like they're AI engineers now? Yes. I said, and he said, what in our one-on-ones, he said, what's something you think I can improve upon? And I said, well, it's nothing you can improve upon, but this is what I would give you for you to not need to prove anything to me or anybody here and for you to slow down and just really enjoy the work. And he like, there was like dead silence for like a good 30 seconds that felt like forever. And I said, well, that was a good career for me. (laughs) (laughs) And he said to me, how did you know that I didn't, how did you know that I don't feel like good enough? And I said, because me too. Yeah. I thought, oh, it was like one of those penny drops. Like, oh, that's why I had to do that. So I could do this. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. And one of the things that occurs to me is that when we're overachieving, what we're searching for is a good feeling, but we're searching for it out there, you know, in the accomplishments and in the gold medals and that kind of stuff when really it's here. Yeah. And, and it really, it's like pollution. I'm going to call it pollution because it doesn't just affect the feeling. It affects everything else because you just have, it becomes a habit of being discontent. Yes. I got that from my teacher, Mavis Karn, and I was like, whoa. Like, like say that again. You have a habit of being discontent with where you are. Mm. And it, it keeps you from really enjoying and being grateful for the life you have. Because mm-hmm. you're like, not good enough, not good enough, not good enough. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. weird? That's, yeah. that's so well said. Yeah. I love that. And so how did you resolve that habit? You know, it was one of those things where in, in, in this conversation, it was one day I saw it mm. and it stopped looking interesting to me. Being being discontent with my life one day just stopped looking like a good idea. And just like that, it dissolved, which I'm still discovering and i'm sure you are too in this conversation i like how that works mm-hmm. i didn't have to change it and have to replace it with a new belief or a new a new habit of thought it just didn't make sense it, it really doesn't make sense to me like why would i do that to myself mm-hmm. and to my surprise is once i stopped being discontent with life my life got even better like it was as if the habit of being discontent took up space in my, in my bandwidth that kept me from really seeing things or experiencing things. And when I stopped doing it, there was more space in my, in my life for prosperity, for abundance, for, for good things and clarity, but I didn't know it. You know, I just, I just kept filling my bandwidth with, you're not good enough. You're not good enough. And nothing is good enough, you know, even though how, how nice it looked. And then also, also in that journey is, Oh, I didn't tell you in that journey, I would like, well, let me go to the other side. Let me talk to like some Olympic athletes and world champions and, and, and like people who are super wealthy, like, like, like they probably solved this problem. Right. And when I started spending time with them, I realized that they too didn't know how to solve this problem. Mm. Interesting. I remember I hung out with, um, it was before the Rio Olympic games and the Spanish athlete. I'm not going to say his name. He had a gold medal from the London Olympic Games. And he came to visit the Thai team. And I had friends who known him. And, and we went out to the bar for drinks. And he's like, you want to come? I'm like, of course. I want to go meet this guy. 
And I'll never forget it because I, I met this guy and I was so disappointed at how normal he was and how, <laughs> how like, he was just a normal human being. I was like, that's not right. He cannot, Olympic gold medalist cannot be normal human being. And I talked to him and I, I watched him and I noticed like he too had insecurities and I was like, but he won Olympic gold medal. He should be like God, you know, and, and he wasn't. And then I think all these things were, were pointing me to, to look deeper. Like, well, it's not the Olympic medal. It's not the, the gazillion dollars or whatever. Like it wasn't that. So I made it, it helped me to, to look in a different way. And, and, and I'm really grateful that life pointed me here and I saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What a great lesson. Yeah. 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 For any of us, for all of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have, have you ever experienced things like that for yourself? Like in not, not feeling good enough? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And in fact, in the present moment, I'm sort of wrestling with a, a feeling of wanting to be a secret. So I'm, I'm looking at that and, and contemplating mm. it and seeing where it might lead me yeah i don't know yet yeah <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> we shall see um one thing you have a you have a youtube station yeah and i, I was watching a few of your youtube videos uh, yeah. yeah and yeah. you talked you've mentioned mavis karn who i've had on yeah. the program and the lesson that she taught you about how our emotions work to bring us home to ourselves. Yeah. Could mm-hmm. you talk about that a little bit? Sure. So credit to Mavis Karn, who shares this a lot to anybody who will listen is that all, all emotion is really designed to, to guide us home and to their, their barometers of, of what's going on in our, in our minds. And the idea is that, you know, whatever you're feeling, you know, you put your put your hand or whatever you're feeling it and, and you let it take you somewhere. And I think our, our habitual reaction is to deal with it, not not to follow it. And the idea is you, you follow it. And as with all emotion, it takes you home. It takes you to it's like taking you somewhere in, inward to a place of calm. And like it's like it's like a light in the storm. That's what it looks like to me. Mm. And the feeling of home is, is your, is, is that's, that's our default setting of home. As I'm saying that to you fresh now, it occurs to me like how cool it is that that is built in. And in most of my life and most people, I reckon we're, we're, we're taught to deal with our emotions. Like we need to change it. It's not good enough. You need to Go do something about it. If you're if you're sad, you should go for a walk. If you're if you're happy, then like you should do more of the stuff that makes you happy. You know, to to keep to keep being happy. And I was like, and and I think what Mavis is pointing to, or what I'm seeing more of, is is you have built you have something built into your system that is always taking you to okayness. And we do really well when we're okay, when we're calm and clear. Mm-hmm. Mavis would say, nobody gets stupid. Nobody gets stupid when they're peaceful. <laughs> like when we're calm and clear, we're, we're, co- we're, we're cognizant, we're aware, we're awake. We, we're, we're more gentle with ourselves and other people. It just takes us home. 
And I didn't know you could do that. I like I too thought, oh, happy, good, sad, bad, like you know. And I and I too am still discovering how that works, how how our divine engineering works. That that you can just feel what you're feeling, no matter what it is, and let it take you home. Mm -hmm. Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love the feedback aspect of that awareness that our feelings are always letting us know how our what our state of mind is like in a given moment and yeah, yeah that built-in divine engineering as you say as mavis says yeah. you know what i'm curious about is i think most people will, will do that exercise when they're not feeling good yes maybe anxious or 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 sad or overwhelmed i'm curious to see what happens when we do it when we're really happy to see where does the feeling take us? Yeah. You know, and you know what? You know what occurs to me? I've been surface happy for most of my life in achieving things. We're like, I'm really happy because I achieved this. And it was, it was a very quick come and go. It was like a hit of dopamine, you know, like, oh, metal, oh, achievement, da, 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 da. And I wonder if this points to a deeper place of well-being where it's like, I don't even want to say happy, but you're well from the inside out. And that has to do something that has to have some kind of effect. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. That calm, peaceful contentment almost. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's it. <laughs> or probably it. And we'll see. That, that's what I love about this conversation that we can explore and see fresh. You know? Yeah. Yeah, me too. And it does, it, it feels bottomless you know we can just keep going yeah keep seeing yeah. things i love that about it yeah That's yeah cool. <laughs> um one of the other things i wanted to ask you about was worry sure so, so you have a video on your channel um mm. and you talk about how we can become afraid of certain thoughts and mm. um which can create worry or or add on to worry mm -hmm. and but that actually our mind is trying to help us with mm. those thoughts can you talk about that a little bit sure worry is worry the nat the nature of worry is it's made out of thought that we have a very strong reaction to and i think we have a lot of premises about that thought um, in my work and I've seen for myself, okay, as an athlete, I thought if I didn't worry about competing, I wasn't going to prepare hard enough or I was going to make a mistake. And so the more I worried, the more prepared I would be to compete, not knowing that that worry was taking my attention away from being really present in the mat in the ring. And not, I look at it fresh now and I really see it as a misunderstanding. Worry wasn't meant to help me over prepare or, or, like it's, it's not, I used it the wrong way. All I was, was trying to tell me that my mind was, was going a little too fast about the thing. Mm -hmm. And that was the first, what I first saw about it. And then now looking at it deeper at a deeper level is I didn't know that you could not be interested in, you could, I didn't know that you could not be interested in worry. Like you could see it, you could feel it and go, you know what? Not today. Like I, I have stuff to do. Mm -hmm. 
I, di- I didn't know you could do that. I didn't know you could completely not like, I didn't know you could choose what to pay attention to. I thought you could feel it and then, okay, worry. Okay. I know what that is. Premise. Duh, duh. I didn't know you could not today. I'm going to, I'm going to focus on, on being right here right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it looks different to me now. There's, there's being worried about something and knowing that you have to do something. The knowing has a very different taste to it where you just know you need to double check your, your, your something or your friend. Like you, like it might feel like worry, but you just know in your heart, like, Oh, I need to check on my friend. I think something's there or I need to maybe not be in this situation right now because it looks, it looks like something's off and it's a very intuitive feeling and I found that once I stopped paying attention to worry, those, those things became stronger. Like it's almost like less, less noise, more signal, right? Is that how you, yeah. yeah. Less noise, more signal. Yeah. And what looks different to me now is because the signals are more clear, I'm more able to navigate my life. And previously I would call it worry, but now I'm like, I think, no, not this way, that way. Yeah. Or so. So it was yeah, pointing you one. to go in a different direction, the worry. Correct, correct. Yeah. And not instead of, you know what? I think I think we worry about being worried. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> and all life was saying, so I'm just telling you to go that way. I didn't, you know, all this other stuff that you're putting on it, dwell on it. Not not helpful. There's something Michael Neal said about it that that I found really helpful is that we are made really well to deal with what's on our plate. We are not made so well to deal with everything else that's like in our mind. But I think when we react to worry, the thought of worry, when we don't catch it and we don't see it and we like, I should really be worried about being this word. And then we, we create these thunderstorms in our heads and it takes our attention away from the directional sign that said, turn left here. That That's what it looks to me. And yeah, that's, that's a really good question because I'm seeing it fresh now, like how, you know, in right now where I'm at in my life, I have, okay, I'll tell you a, a story. Okay. So I have a national radio show under the Ministry of Education of Thailand. I think it's like my third episode. It's a two hour show. Oh, wow. And people can call in and get coaching live and ask questions. So this lady calls in and she said, I asked her like, hi, welcome to the Sabai Thai Sabai Di show. Do you have a question? She says, no, I don't have a question. I just wanted to tell you that the, like you're, you're not rolling your R's in Thai correctly. And I, I thought you needed to know that given that you're on the radio. <laughs> and she said it just like that. And I'm going, and a funny thing happened because I saw the worry. I'm like, yep, Nikon, that not going to be on the radio anymore. You can't speak right. Not gonna, and I thought, not, I don't think that's a good idea to go that way. I'm just going to thank this lady for correcting my my Thai speaking on, on national radio. Bless her and, and say good luck, you know. And that was it. And then this was, I think, in the first 15 minutes of this two-hour show. So I had an hour and 45 minutes to go. And I was, and I thought, did the worry did occur to me, like, I wonder if this is going to throw me off. You know what? And didn't because it wasn't that interesting to me in my head. It, it, I saw the worry and I'm like, you know what? Like nobody else called and told me my tie sucks. So not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> oh. 
but I think that, and that's the, that's what's on offer here for everybody listening, that when you really spend time to really notice your thinking and, and really see what we're pointing to, you get to do stuff like that where things just roll off your back. Yeah. 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 And the other thing that occurs to me too about worry is that there's this universal intelligence that I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody had talked about until I was 50 years old or whatever it was. And we can rely on it. You know, it's always there, the wisdom and the, yeah, just the intelligence that holds us up. So we don't have to be so over-prepared and worried about what's going to happen and thinking of all the different scenarios and how will I deal with it if this happens? How will I deal with it if somebody corrects the way I roll my R's? We don't have to do that (laughs) because because there's an intelligence there that will that will guide the way in the moment. Absolutely. I remember as a Taekwondo athlete studying really high level athletes, because of being so curious, like how do you how do they do what they do and what are they doing that I'm not doing, you know? And I remember one interview with Jade Jones, and Jade Jones is a double Olympic gold medalist. And one like the legends and she's from the UK and they asked like, Jade, how do you prepare for your matches? Do you watch tapes? Do you, you know, how do you do this? And she said, Oh, I don't do any of that. I, I just show up and, and respond to what happens in her own way. Cause I'm, I really don't know what that person's going to do and the way, but she articulated more cause she doesn't, she's not in this conversation understanding. She said, because if I watch their videos, they're probably not going to do exactly what they did in that video. Like I need to be really present mm. with the person in front of me. Mm-hmm. And another athlete in Thailand, who is also an Olympic gold medalist, funny, her nickname is Tennis, but she's really great at Taekwondo. Go figure. <laughs> she, she, she will, before her match, she'll sit and watch her opponent in, in, um, fighting other people like before she fights them like tennis will come down and sit down and just sit and watch and I looked in her eyes like in in when I was when she was doing this on video and I realized she wasn't analyzing she was just absorbing Hmm. and getting a feel for her opponent before she before she fought her opponent and I thought that was the coolest thing like you could tell she was just absorbing like a sponge. She wasn't like, okay, this one, that one, I remember that, you know, use his left leg. <laughs> that blew my mind looking back at it now. And that's what we're talking about being on offer because she's not worried about it. She's able to really be present and see information at a much higher level, which we all have that ability. We all do. We just don't know it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And speaking of which, this is, um, For our listeners, what I tend to do when I prepare for a show is send my guests the questions in advance. And you you specifically wrote to me and said, do not send me the questions in advance, which I loved. I thought that was so cool. So tell me about that and why you had that urge. Sure. Because Michael Neal did that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, you didn't even want to look at it. I was like, nope, don't want to look at it. I want to show up fresh. And I am, I like, I didn't get it then because that was like a a few years ago. Like I didn't get why he did that, but now I do. And I realized credit to him, he he's more interested in fresh than 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 stale than than like stale thought. So 
stale thought, like stale bread, like old, old thought that's kind of been there a while, like um, general reactions he's had to similar questions. Like he's far more interested than seeing from the edge. Mm-hmm. And me and my word, but we didn't, we were too worried to even stand at the edge. And now I too am more curious about seeing from the edge. Like I'm so curious about seeing with the edge with you. That's what I love these conversations. Like we get to see from the edge together and see things we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm having a great time I'm seeing more about worry. I'm seeing more about um, old premises and thought. Like this is this is the best morning ever. <laughs> I'm so glad. Oh, that's great. I'm glad to hear that. Well, thank you for that because it it's interesting. You know, doing this show. Some mm. people appreciate the questions and others mm. say, you know, I glanced at them, but I'm not really all that interested. Yeah. Um, and, and, and no matter what, everyone still shows up, you know, in the yeah. present moment. They don't have a choice, do they? <laughs> yeah, don't have a choice. And yeah, how cool is that? Like, there's no, that's a really good thing to point out. There's no, right way like oh you always have to see from the edge like like no you don't you do what occurs to you you know someone's divine engineering or 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 signals might be like you know there's a question in there that you really need to look at that's going to be helpful for you and you should look at that question and they'll say please send me the questions and for me it was i really want to see fresh with alexandra i i want to stand at the edge with her and see what we see (laughs) yeah that's so great i remember michael saying um he spent a year, one year, and every presentation he gave, gave, he decided not to prepare at all. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I think what he said was, you know, a third of them were fantastic. Mm-hmm. A third of them were really not great at all. And yeah. a third were, you know, sort of yeah. mediocre. So, yeah. So just like you say, you know, sometimes preparation is required, but sometimes yeah. not. I'm, I'm really grateful for Michael for testing this out on behalf of all of us yes, <laughs> me too. Like, thank you michael <laughs> For, yeah. now we can learn from your learning like okay I need to prepare a little bit you know yeah 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 oh uh, yeah i love that story that's great so we're just about out of time so i wanted to wrap yeah. up with a couple of things i wanted you have a program going on now with mavis yeah, yeah and azul yeah. it has started already as we're recording this correct yes and it's starting, but you can still join. There's it's four weeks, and I guess I can tell us it, it's four weeks. And, and Azul and I, we decided that we wanted to give, we wanted to create two more bonus sessions, like group sessions, because people were joining from all around the world, and not everybody can make it in the time zone. Mm. Like it's 10 p.m. Bangkok time, and it's like 1 a.m australian time and and we wanted to like give those people a chance to to connect and it's one of those conversations where that that's what's cool about this conversation is it's not a conversation where it's linear where you have to join the first one to make sense of the rest is you can step you can step in at any at any one of the four weeks and have just a good time and you'll get the recordings for the whole thing right yeah Yeah. oh that's great what's it called the divine engineering of us and it's based on a chapter in Mavis's book it's it's that simple and it's about learning how well we're made so we can be in life at a higher level of consciousness and for me clarity Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Nice. Cause you're not spending time trying to deal with stuff in your head. Like <laughs> I'm not good enough. I need to be good enough. And now I can just, I can just be, can I share one thing about that? Yeah. Is since seeing that and uncovering it, I, I saw so many things. Like, for example, I saw that my ambition was really insecurity. Mm. That if I didn't achieve enough, I wasn't going to be good enough. And now, like, I don't care anymore. I did I, about about those things, what I, what I wanted, or like earlier in my life. Now I really appreciate simplicity and how I'm so grateful that I don't need a lot at all to be really well. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the biggest insight from, from seeing that, that I don't need a lot at all to have a good life. And I was listening to a, um, a podcast with Cat Williams and Shay Shay. Brilliant conversation. It was like, so like millions and millions of views. It's like two and a half hours long, but people watched it. And Cat Williams said something to the effect of, you know, I can if you can go to bed at night and if you knew that that was your last day on earth, like that wasn't a bad day, like that's pretty good. And that's how I feel now. Mm-hmm. Like if today was my last day and I had, I got to talk to you and, and just do what I was going to do anyways. Like that was a pretty good day. Yeah. I couldn't say that before. It's like I can't, I need to, I have so much I need to achieve and, and legacy. And now I'm like, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Um, yeah. And the other thing I wanted to touch on is that you have a, a first free Tuesdays offering. Yeah, Tell us about that. I do. So when I was coming up in this conversation and I would, the only way to access really great teachers like Joe Bailey and Mavis Karn and Michael Neal would be to join their programs. And I was like, like, I don't think they meant to do that. I just think they, they didn't, they didn't know how to make themselves available so I I promised myself because I've been really blessed I think in my life and I want to give it back so I thought okay I'm going to dedicate an hour a month I'm going to open my door and anybody anybody who wants to come and just have a conversation or hang out with a group of like-minded people can come and it's, it's called first three Tuesdays and it's open office hours with me and it's not one of those things where like, I only give you 20% of what I have. Like you get a hundred percent of Nikon and my curiosity and my questions and, and this, this type of conversation. And it's what I really wanted when I first started this in this conversation, just somewhere I could go and, and just hang out and, and just be like, and I think that that's part of, I want to pay it forward. Nice. Lovely. Yeah. And people can find out about that on your website? On my website, on my Instagram, on my LinkedIn. I, I share a lot about that. And it's always there. It's always, you'll, if you if you type in my name and you're looking around, you'll always find the first free Tuesday. It's my, it's my gift for all the things I've been given. Mm, lovely. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, is there anything that we haven't touched on that you'd like to share before we wrap up? I reckon I want to give gratitude to you for all the work you're doing and and just bringing people and having these insightful conversations because you don't you don't know who this is. Let me articulate it the right way. You don't know where this conversation is needed and the places it will bring light to, and which rooms it will bring light to. We we don't we never know, mm-hmm. and we'll probably never know. 
but knowing, but I, I have a, I have a hunch that because these conversations exist, the universe, God will bring them to the right people who really need them. And I think that's so cool mm-hmm. that, that you're doing this and the people you're interviewing and, and the light, the, the light, the rooms that this conversation will light up that, mm-hmm. that we'll never know about. <laughs> so, so much gratitude, respect, and admiration for you and, and the work you're doing. Mm, thank you so much. That's so lovely. I'm happy to hear that. And uh, yeah, it feel I'm so grateful for technology. Yeah. That feels so special to me that we can have this conversation and then share mm. it with the world. I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. Makes me so happy. So where can we find out more about you and your work? Sure. We have um, Instagram at Nikon.Gormley. We have LinkedIn. I'm pretty sassy on LinkedIn. <laughs> Nikon.Gormley. <laughs> My website, NikonGormley.com. And there's a YouTube channel like Nikon Gormley. And that's about it. I'm still learning how to create stuff. And there's going to be a lot more content coming out. I got a camera. So I'm going to learn how to use that for YouTube. And yeah. If for, for people who, are, who speak Thai, there, there's a radio show every Sunday from 4 to 6 p.m. on 92 FM. If you speak Thai, there's that. You know, we're doing multi-language. We got to light up all the rooms we can, Alexander. <laughs> that's right. Yes, that's right. Well, and I will put links in the show notes as ever. Thank you. And if you if you listen to the radio show and you have ideas about how I speak Thai, please send me an email. That would be much appreciated. <laughs> don't, don't call in and tell me. You can do that. It's okay. But I'd prefer the email. (laughs) That's great. Well, Nikon, thank you so much for being with me here today. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Alexander. Absolute pleasure. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found the show helpful and uplifting. You'll find all the backlist episodes and show notes at unbrokenpodcast.com. To learn more about how to resolve an overeating habit in a way that's unlike anything else you've tried, get your complimentary copy of my Freedom from Overeating Starter Kit at alexandraamore.com forward slash starter kit. See you next time.